0: This, this this is K-U-T. you. K U T. K U T, Austin. Stop.
1: This is K U T. I'm Jennifer Staten. Depending on which numbers you look at, Americans will spend between about eight hundred and a thousand dollars on holiday gifts this season. And for some, it will take months to pay those bills. Tracking down whatever we think are the perfect gifts and then stretching our budget to buy them creates a lot of stress. So why do we work and worry so much about gift giving? Janice and Rock Rockman are Central Texas Life and Relationship Coaches certified by an International Coaching Federation accredited program. We talked recently about what's really going on emotionally when holiday spending
2: goes overboard. We live in a society, especially now where we have things like social media, right? Where you can look at what other people are doing and, you know, you want to, there's that old saying of keeping up with the Joneses, right? And so I think there's this pressure and then there's marketing that's out there. This is the best time of year and this is the happiest time of year, but truly maybe for some people, this is the most stressful time of year, right? Uh, Maybe this is the busiest time of year for some people. And then I think there's just this pressure of doing well for this season, you know, going out on Black Friday and getting all the gifts, you know, on Christmas. You want to make sure that Santa actually came and brought all these fantastic gifts. And so I think in light of not letting other people down around us, we overextend ourselves to try to make people happy, to try to please other people, you know, um, and I think it just leads us to drain ourselves of all that we can do. We overspend, we over budget, we do all of these things just to try to impress someone else even our children
0: and now that we have social media it's like not only the joneses but it's every person we follow on social media (laughs) that's a lot of people to keep up with and i think that when we're buying things i wonder if we're also possibly not just buying the object but buying the idea like this idealized life this these snowflakes and warm cocoa and the most wonderful time of the year and christmas music in the background buying this idea of happiness this this dream for this one time for this one day for this one season we can Kind of detached from the reality of all of our stressors and the violent world that we live in the stressful world that we live in yep. um for just for this little short time and I do think that it's interesting because Americans on average accumulate about a thousand dollars of debt, if not more, every wow. year, and that's actually gone up by, by about five percent um in the last year or so, so not only are we going out, but we're overextending ourselves. And then from a neurochemical standpoint, what happens is that there's this adrenaline rush when you get in there. <laughs> it's almost like going on a hunt. And then when you find it, there's this dopamine. Because there's, there's, there's been studies that show that the pleasure center of our brain lights up when we're making purchases. So there's also that factor that feeds it.
2: That and is- <laughs> I think there's that same dopamine release when we see that person experiencing that gift that mm-hmm. we Gave them when we see that child open up that gift and it's just the thing that they wanted, which, you know, there's always every year, there's always the hot gift that every kid wants, right? And then people will spend hundreds or thousands of dollars over what the actual cost of that gift is just for that moment of that child having what they
0: wanted. Yeah. And what's so interesting when you look at brain images. Um, with the shopping experience, because w- there's a lot of studies about shopping addiction, and and you know we we jokingly say retail therapy. So there's something in that short moment that feels therapeutic about it. But it showed that how the pleasure center lights up when they're about to make a purchase, but when they see the price and they show the pricing, then they see the pain centers light up. <laughs> so then it becomes sort of the the pain over the pleasure, which is greater. And I think for a lot of us, when we're in that state too, we're kind of flooded. So our executive function, like that prefrontal cortex, that thinking part of our brain, it's not, we're not the most logical people in that moment. Rock, I want to go back to one thing that you said earlier in the answer, when you were
1: talking about all the ways that we extend ourselves in this gift giving, in this hunt, in this shopping.
0: Sure.
1: Rock, that idea that you said about one of the reasons why we extend ourselves with our budgets and gift giving is to try to make other people happy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, the reality is or correct me if I'm wrong, there's really no way that we can make somebody else happy by giving them a certain something, even if it's something they say they really want. I mean, yes, it will be exciting to open that present on the holiday, and it, but that's not going to make them happy long term. No,
2: no, absolutely. And, uh, but but we still feel that that's the thing that we need to do, right? And I learned something a long time ago. Every individual Janice, she's responsible for her own happiness. Yeah, I remember when you it's, first
0: told me that. I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> no, you are." <laughs> no, I really well, felt that and, way. And, and, and
2: there was a time, not that Janice <laughs> asked for this, but I felt that it was my job to make her happy, and so I did everything that I could to bring her joy. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> then I had to start taking ownership. Yes, absolutely. For <laughs> uh, and, and I think people need to realize that, as a whole, is that I think you're absolutely right, Jennifer. These individuals, they are responsible for their own happiness. We can't make them happy. And how many times have we been disappointed by getting someone a gift that they didn't like? And then we feel some type of way about it, right? There are six human needs. And so the six human needs are certainty, significance, growth, variety, love and connection, and then contribution. This is that one time of year where maybe all year people aren't even thinking about giving to others, but this is that one time of year where you can fulfill that human need of contribution. And so we get excited now about feeling like we're giving back, that we're doing more for others, that we're making other people happy by something that we did. Right. And so it kind of makes you feel like you're doing something good, like you're a good person. Right. Like you're just, you know, making a difference in the world. And this is the time where people a little bit more increase their giving to charitable, make charitable contributions and things like that. But why is this the only time of year that we're thinking about that? We can be doing that all year long and still have that same feeling.
1: Mm -hmm. It seems like people are using gift giving to try to do something or achieve something that they're uncomfortable doing emotionally or one-on-one. So that ideas of giving or ideas of love and connection, we can also do that, can't we, by saying, wow, I really like you. I enjoy spending time with you. Or wow, you make a difference in my life. Why do you think people seem to prefer to do that by giving something rather than saying or showing something? Yeah, I
0: know. I think that's interesting. Well, one thing is a lot of us don't really want to do the heavy lifting of the emotional work or the communication work that it takes to build those kinds of relational connections. So it is a much easier process in terms it's a much quicker process just to purchase something scan it put it in a bag and say here right. <laughs> you know and i've even heard a lot of parents say especially ones from previous generations like i didn't have a lot of love and affection and nurturing i don't really know how to do that but the way that i'm going to show you is i'm going to provide for you i'm going to give this to you or that so i do think that it can in some ways be a replacement for that but then also we have different love languages there's five of them um and there's there's gift giving so some people they really feel validate it when they receive gifts. That is their love language. But then there's also acts of service. So for some people, like even for my husband, for example, it would mean so much more for me to create like a day or a weekend experience where I'm like, I'm going to do this for you. Then I'm going to send you off to get that done. And now go do some golfing. He loves like the, the service oriented kind of thing.
2: (laughs) That would be true.
0: (laughs) Acts of service is huge. Affirmations, words of affirmation are important. I have found that sometimes though, People um that want to – their love language is words of affirmation, so they want to get that affirmation. They will overextend themselves in gift-giving, but it's not because their gift-giving is their love language, but they want to get the feedback. So they feel so good when the person says, oh, I wanted this so much. Thank you so much, da 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 So there's the, the, the acts of service, affirmations, uh, gift-giving, and then quality time. I have a relative – I could tell her, look, I'll take you to Rodeo Drive. And she'd say, no, let's just go to the park and sit on a bench. I just really want to spend the time with you. And then there's physical touch. I think part of it too is taking a little time to develop our emotional intelligence to find out what it is that other people are wanting that will communicate love or validation for them instead of trying to take a shortcut or a microwave route by immediately saying, well, I'll just do the gift instead of doing the emotional work.
1: One thing that I've noticed is people... Overextending themselves to try to achieve something specific. Either, oh, I really want that person to be my friend, so I'm going to give them something really kind of big and inappropriately elaborate. (laughs) Or, you know, I really want to show my level of success or achievement, so I'm going to spend a lot of money on gifts. It seems like there are scenarios where the gift giving is more about the giver than the yeah. receiver oh, and yeah. so
0: many times it is oh
2: it's so so many times i think more often than not i think most of the time gift giving especially in an elaborate way is really more so about how is it making you feel as opposed to how it makes others feel right and you can tell because you know you can give someone a gift and you can do it in private right you can do it where not everyone knows about it but you see sometimes like for example Um, You see certain celebrities who, will, you know, oh, I gave a bunch of turkeys or, you know, I paid off a bunch of folks, you know, uh, paid off some debt or paid off some layaways and that type of thing, which I think is a great gesture. I'm not judging that at all. It's really about how it makes you feel like, man, I really gave back. Like, you know, I'm really not that person that's just, you know, tied to my money. I'm really giving back and it's making me feel good. Right. And I think a lot of times, just like Janice said, like that words of affirmation person, you're giving those gifts and those elaborate gifts because you're looking for that reaction. You're looking for those words of affirmation to come back to you. And so many times people are looking for that. And and, and I think we really just have to think about what is our motive is our motive. To really, truly give back and contribute to people and contribute to society, or is our motive just to make ourselves feel happy and just to make ourselves feel good? Yeah,
0: is it like self-centered giving? Is it self-centered
2: giving, <laughs> which and almost
0: feels like an oxymoron?
2: <laughs> <laughs> which almost feels like an oxymoron, but I think if we if we rethink the way that we're giving, maybe we can give out a more compassion, yeah, and give out a more love. And give what people really need as opposed to what we feel like they want based on how it's going to make us feel.
0: Yeah, I saw like an illustration in a comic, like in a newspaper, and it was a person giving to um, a homeless person. But they had like a selfie stick up and they were taking a picture with that person. Right. And it was like, wow, this idea that like this didn't happen unless I can broadcast it or tell right. people about it. I also see where we as human beings try to sort of go back into our past. So at this point, we're not mindfully giving we're not being mindful about materialism. If there's a way to do that, by the way, mindful materialism. <laughs> there's a takeaway word or That's phrase. Direct, we, we direct but we're trying now. to go back into our past and make up for something. So I've seen people say, well, I, I struggled so much early in my life. Now I'm going to do this. I'm going to give this to these people. Or even a lot of caregivers or parents will say, I didn't have these things. So I'm giving this to my children. Although the children may have never asked for it. you know. So I think as lo- I mean, as long as we are seeking Outside of ourselves, externalized validation. I don't think they will ever really get filled. I think it is a—it's like a disordered hunger, it's an insatiable want that never really gets satisfied. Now, and I don't think there's anything wrong with gift giving or receiving. Kind of like Rock said, though, what's the motive? And um, this idea that can we be at peace and content with ourselves without it? Is there a way to be mindful
1: and thoughtful then in thinking about what to give? and whom
0: to give it to and how to give. I know. I mean, one that I think of is sort of, I think related for me as a parent, I started thinking a lot about this as we're raising these little humans that are going out into the world and every, everything we do, I always feel like we're setting a bar or an example for, for um, character traits for them and for their way of being habits and values. And so for example, in our house, um, if our children want to get a new toy, um, I, I will usually say, okay, find something that you can give away. that you can sell. So like, like recycle it, give it to another child. uh, Let's take it to like an outreach organization or sell it. And so that before that, you're bringing more stuff in. So it's kind of, it's a little minimalist in the thinking. Um, but I think that it does kind of help with that process, because in some ways it helps so that you don't feel like you have to have this immediate gratification. It kind of slows those wheels down, slows the mind down, slows that anxiousness and excitement about getting something and makes you rethink it. And sometimes like our five-year-old will be like, well, actually, I don't think I even want that. And but, you know what happens a lot of times when we're going through all these toys to sort through and give away, they start playing with stuff like it's Christmas or something. They're like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> so it's things that they weren't even using. And, I'll, and I will, I'm the parent that will say to our child at H-E-B, like, that. that that new dinosaur won't make you any happier (laughs) as a person. I'm like, you can get it, you know, eventually, but I just want you to know, like, you know, let's see if we can you know, what do you feel like you need right now? Do you need do you need a hug? Do you need some time outdoors? Like, how can we get this validation within? And I know that people say that Money can't buy you happiness. And then some people were like, yeah, but it can pay off a lot of things and make you unhappy. (laughs) I think both are kind of true. But ultimately, um, again, if we can become mindful and be in the present moment. And when we're in the present, too, it helps us not go into debt (laughs) to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, because we're we're accepting our reality and we're accepting what we can work with.
2: I heard someone say money can't buy you happiness or take away your problems. But at least you can show up to your problems in style.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of takes on that. Yeah. And ultimately, I think it's just like goal setting. And we've talked about goal setting here before. Um, it's, it's okay to go after the goals, go after the success or the gifts or whatever it is. Set the goal, but surrender the outcome and what it means about your identity. So I think the problem for a lot of us is that it's tied into our self-worth and to our happiness. Like if I don't get this gift or if I'm not able to give that, then we equate it to like I'm not enough.
1: Well, I do feel compelled to tell my husband every about Thanksgiving that you are not getting a car for Christmas <laughs> because you start seeing all the commercials where yes, oh, families right. are gleefully giving each other cars and things. It can also seem hard to make that adjustment and think about the receiver and Mm -hmm. be mindful about it when, especially at this time of year, there are just messages everywhere about that there's a right, and I'm saying that in quotes, that there's a right way to do this. (laughs) Well, the
2: the thing that we have to remember is that Christmas is a business. (laughs) Christmas and the holiday season is a business. This is the time where most companies get into the position where they get into the black. That's why it's called black Friday because most companies go into the black, which for a business means you're in profitable, you're in a profitable state, right? This is a business. So all the marketing, all the buy this new car, you know, get this new toy, do all of these things. It's to drive revenue. And I don't think we consciously think about it. We're driven and pushed into over-consuming it's designed that way for us right now. And we just follow suit and we just go right along. And-
0: yeah. And I mean, for anyone that it triggers feelings of like lack of self-acceptance and that sort of <laughs> yeah. thing. Like if I do this and I'll be better, I'll look better. Or, you know, I've even heard people talk about being worried about what they're going to report back after the holiday as to what they got or gave. Like, what am I going to say I gave? or I want to say, you know, I want to be able to say. So the problem is, though, I think that no matter how much we give or receive, to be accepted by other people, if we don't have that self-acceptance at our core, right. the acceptance of other people will never be enough. Never. So
1: how do we learn to accept ourselves as we are with whatever gifts we're going to give to whomever at a level where this is not so critical and crucial to how good or bad we feel about ourselves
0: turn off our television for 30 days yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. that's a great
2: <laughs> way turn off the TV turn off social media and just go totally off the grid for about 30 days and you will be you'll great you'll be just fine yeah you'll be just fine no, I mean I do
0: think that I mean because the original intent of like obviously like Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Christmas wasn't for it to be an entrepreneurial thing or business thing mm-hmm. it's certainly become it wasn't that, about consumerism but I do think that having dialogues about this as as a couple or as friends um, or as a family is important. It's ironic because we were talking about this last night, like just around the dinner table. And and sometimes when those commercials come on, we'll have conversations with our children. Like, what do you think about that? I remember several years in a row, we asked our children to make a list of what they wanted to give for this year. <laughs> So because the brain is a sophisticated muscle, we can retrain our brain. So although we're being inundated with all these images that are going in one direction, we can continue to practice as a lifestyle that conversation around mindfulness. And I am the parent that purposely will be like, it's summertime. Yay, you have gifts on the table <laughs> you wake up. Because I want to teach them that you can celebrate yeah. life every day. Absolutely. And if you're doing something um, that you believe is around um, consciousness of giving or divinity or Christ consciousness or whatever you want to call that, I wonder if we can make that a day thing a a daily lifestyle right so I don't even want to like we'll go and do this thing there's an organization called bags of grace we assemble bags and help give out care packages for um, folks that don't have homes in Austin and we want to do that like throughout the year
2: most of these organizations they see a lot more volunteers during this time of year you know um, contributions to these organizations go up during this time of year but what about the rest of the year? these people have needs on All your round. Own. Yeah. Yeah. So And
0: whenever we give our personal best, and like Rock was saying, ask ourselves what our motivation is. Because if we give and we're motivated by fear, I want them to like me. I want a people please. I want to be accepted. It will just continue to feed more of that. So, I mean, if if we're giving our personal best, I'm not sure that there's more that you could ask for at the end mm-hmm. of every day, you know? Yeah. And to be able to see these things that come our way and be able to say, you know what, I'm not going to invest in that thought in that thought real estate. You know, I'm not going to let my, that define my self worth. Cause I, I want to have peace of mind and we get burnt out when we're being inauthentic and, st- and spreading ourselves too thin.
2: Yeah. And you know, you just have to take a deep breath and like Janice said, have a conversation and just know I don't have to go with the status quo. Everyone feels like they have to buy. I have to buy a gift for this person or that person. Or how many times does this happen? Someone got you a gift and you're like, oh, my goodness, I got to go out and get them one now. You know, right. Like, take a deep breath and realize that it's okay. You don't have to be part of this, all of this consumerism. And if you want to be a part of it, by all means, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think we want to make it wrong to go out and just have a great time and splurge and spend more money. But there are a lot of people out there that overextend themselves. Don't overextend yourself. Take a deep breath and realize, hey, it's okay. We can be happy right where we are, right with what we have. Don't go out there and just make yourself to where when January rolls around, now you're stressed out because January is coming. The new year is coming. (laughs) It comes every Every year. It comes every every year. year. (laughs) year.
1: (laughs) I'm thinking about the part of this equation that involves um, receiving a gift. And we do get like super excited if we get something kind of unexpected Mm -hmm. or special or fancy, but I'm wondering if there are ways that people can be gracious receivers of gifts that might help the giver understand a little more about the process and be a little more mindful and maybe think about scaling back or not worrying about the magnitude of the gift. How can we be gracious receivers, whatever the gift Mm. might be?
2: I was speaking to a gentleman and he said this to me. It it, it was really profound to me. He said, most people don't have a problem with giving. They love to give. They don't have any problem with giving. Most people have a problem with receiving. Right. And so we I I think we have to learn it's just as good to receive as it is to give. Right. And, and, And just allow that goodness to flow through us. We feel like, oh, because someone got something for me, now I got to go out and get something for them, right? And maybe that's the case, but maybe it might just be, just be willing to receive that gift for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do we graciously do that? You know, I think we just have to learn that it's okay. It's okay to receive. I think with society, the way that it is, you feel like you have to go out there and do more for others. But what about someone doing something for you?
0: And to let the the giver off the hook, because I've had people say, well, what do you want? What do you want to do? And sometimes I'll say, you know, I have more than enough. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you do is this conversation is a gift. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I've had to repeat it several times where they where it kind of they began to scale back and they didn't feel that pressure to do so much because I was like, this is enough. This is good. You know, this is enough. And somehow by saying that this is enough, it almost seems like it translated to them that they are enough. You are enough.
1: Janice and Rock Rockman, thank you as always for your time and discussion today and happy holidays. Thank you,
2: Jennifer. Happy holidays.